Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, welcome back to the Handmade Podcast, episode 84. Four, I think, not wow. sure, wow. but um, it's it's good to be back. It's good to see Derek. You made it back from your little vacation. Yes, I am back. I'm back. And Paul, what have you been up to? What's up, guys? Welcome back. Um, just moved out of my mom's place. Um, it's been good, man. I feel like it's made me mature a bit. I feel like kind of yeah. growing up, growing, growing into being a man. So it's been good. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you definitely, you've definitely sounded different since you've moved out. So, how is the place? It's good, man. Like, I miss my mom. She's a beautiful woman. Great hips. But I just, uh, I, I, I do miss her a lot. Thinking about moving back in. But for now, you know, try to make it work. Paul, did you just say your mother? Who is this? Chris. Oh, hey, guys. It's just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, guess what? We have a special guest this week. Paul could not make it. We have our friend Justin Maybe of Call Me Maybe here on wow. the podcast. You got Surprise. me. You got me. You tricked uh, me. Old everyone. <laughs> you tricked me. Oh, good prank. Wow. How did you secure this one, Chris? Huh? Good, good thing Paul doesn't listen to the podcast, so he'll never know. Yeah, this thank happened. God. Thank God. <laughs> thank God. How long um, can we keep this going for? Yeah. What, convincing the world that you're Paul Pinto? Well, if yeah. Paul Pinto's not listening to the podcast, you know. Oh, we could just have him not on any week and just have. Or you what else Paul? can you say? I think is what Justin's <laughs> yeah. wondering. Oh. Uh, yeah, I secu- I got so uh, Justin uh, came by my shop this weekend, and he just wanted so badly to know what the handmade podcast was like that he gave me five thousand dollars to be a guest. Oh, he um, could have just listened to it. We, that's half what we charged the last guest that we had. Wow. Yeah, the well, last one that didn't finish the podcast. This one better finish the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember true. that, Jordan? We had mm-hmm. we had Jordan on our podcast, and right like at the end, it's like ten minutes left. He just like he holds out. up his hand, and said, "No, worse." <laughs> he said, "One minute, I'll be right back." So we thought he had to use the bathroom or something. We're like, okay, we'll talk amongst us. Or like the house was on fire. So all know. of a sudden, you see like these people walk by, right? And he's muted. He takes off. It's a customer pick. We find out after the fact he never comes back. It's a customer picking up furniture, and and he didn't know she was coming by or she was supposed to come by later. He ends up helping her. He comes back and we're gone. We finish the yeah. podcast without I mean, him. I eventually I was like, I don't know what happened. We're to Justin. like, we don't, don't know what okay. happened. Stay tuned for next week. Yeah, and uh, like you know, thanks, yeah. Justin. I guess no, for Jordan. Or Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, Freudian slip there. Now you expect yeah. me to leave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he then he wanted to be on another time so he could say his goodbyes, you know. But yeah, he uh, just left during the podcast. He's like, one minute, I'll be back, and then just disappeared and just helped I his customers so, out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. You, you hate him so much. You moved to almost Boston. You moved yeah, to Rhode Island. Got, I had yeah. to get out of Austin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I was just in Atlanta visiting uh, one of my daughters, and 
I don't, I've never been to Austin, but where she lives in Atlanta, it's almost how I pictured Austin would be. It was like everybody was out and about. It was just real, like, young, younger crowd, younger than me. And, like, everybody was just, like, hanging out, having a good time. Like, the bar rooms were filled. People were overflowed on the sidewalks. People were, like, having cookouts in their yard. Like, young people. Like, people on skateboards, racing skateboards. Like, these little festivals and fairs going on everywhere. I've never seen anything like it. It, I've never, and I, I said to my wife, I like, let's pack up and move down here. Like, it was so cool. Hmm. It was just, um, you know, like I said, I've never been to Austin, but it's like how I could picture it. You know, like, Justin, like Jordan used to say, like, how oh, you guys would hang out and have fun, and like how it was just always a good time down there. But it was just like great down there. It really was really cool. Well, if it cool. was a bunch of Californians, then it was definitely Austin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jordan and I are both Austin, Southern California. Austin was like that before it was California. <laughs> I used to go to Austin like 2008, 2009. It was exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. A little but, sketchier. A lot more hypodermic needles on the on the street, but yeah, yeah. No, but it, what, Austin, what neighborhood outside of Atlanta was it, Derek? And and uh, the ne- my, the follow up question would be. Why do so many young people live there? Is there a college nearby? Um, no, like that's tech industry that's or something? no, that's what I was wondering. So the section she's in is Virginia Highlands, and it's I mean they said it's Atlantic. I said, is this like Atlanta, Atlanta? She's like, yeah, it's uh, the Virginia Highlands section. But for anybody who's ever been to a workbench con, that woodwork and oh, um, yeah. Highland Woodworks woodworking was literally a four minute walk from her house. So it was really cool, and they had. Um, like this street festival there, they shut down the street. It had to be two miles long of all just like a craft, not craft fair, more like woodworking and pottery and stuff like that. And um, just really, really cool vibe. But um, I don't know. That's how I always pictured Austin, just like uh, young people having fun. Is that why you had to leave? Because you were getting older? Or? Yeah, there's an age limit. <laughs> Somehow Jordan surpassed it because he's, yeah, like, yeah, 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 he's like yeah. older than you at this point. Yeah, Man, he just I lies met that to guy and I thought I thought for sure he was like mid-20s. I'm like, dude, you're like a decade older than me. What happened? Yeah, yeah. Is it true he's like the uh, mayor of Austin or like? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I've witnessed it a million times. So when I was shooting my documentary on him, yeah, um, we were driving my car around town because his truck's a piece of shit. So he was driving my car so I could get footage of him driving, showing me around. Yeah, and in my car, you know, I was new to the area, so in other words, an unrecognizable car to anybody. Just yeah. a regular ass car. Yeah. Someone on the street while we're driving through downtown Austin just goes, "Hey Jordan," and he stops yeah. in the middle of the street. He's just like, "Hey man, what's up?" Yeah. And like, that yeah, was just yeah. like one example. And then Sam DIY Huntress and her family just visited, and we're yeah. all hanging out. And I told her like, "Heads up, we're gonna be stopping a lot." And I think Jordan was probably stopped like ten times just walking yeah. around in a matter yeah. of hours by just all sorts of different people. So yeah. It's we, funny. we should stop a. Uh, blowing up his ego yeah 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 it's no he needs he it needs. he needs it no he needs it he's got he's very humble he's a very humble See, guy. No, the secret is that all guy. these people are just people that jordan owes money to yeah <laughs> and, he, and he quickly walks over and he's like hey man i got you next yeah week, so. yeah 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 we gotta get that's him how that's how way. it is around like and and when justin was here justin was recently here in my town typically when it's a nice day here my wife's always like, I, I hate how many people you know that, and I'm like, it's a one square mile town. Like, mm-hmm. of course you like, you just know all these people. It's yeah. like, it's 
but it has its ups and downs. Sometimes it's great because if I like need something, it's like, oh, I know this guy. Like, you left your wallet at home, and he owns a store, and we want to get lunch. Like, he'll just say, oh yeah, get me next time. That's that's a perk of it. Otherwise, it's like, oh well, somebody's like, hey man, could you? I got this old table at like an antique store, and like it needs a new base. You think you could like make it for me? And that's when it's like, all right, fucking yeah. leave me alone. Make an appointment. It's funny. I don't know anybody in my town. I mean, I know people that are. Um, like my kids, their uh, friends, parents, and stuff like that. But we've been in this house 25 years, and my street is shaped like an L. So we're like, there's like four houses, and then the rest is the rest of the houses, you know. And we're like two houses in. We don't know, like, anybody on our street. We know, like, two families on our street, and that's it. And uh, we had an incident the week before Thanksgiving where a young lad got beat up uh, pretty bad. And... Um, you know, I helped him, and I'm like, geez, you know, where are you from? Where do you live? He goes, oh, I live four houses down. I was like, geez, how long have you lived there? He's like, 20 years. I'm like, geez, I, I should really get out more and know my neighbors, but I don't know anybody here, and it just, um, it's just kind of a weird situation. But they like, all know you. You're Derek from Malden. Yeah, that's, you know, they should know who I am, but, um, <laughs> but no, it's just strange. Like, I, I don't know anybody. I kind of like it that way around here, though, because it's just... Uh, you know, people just come and go and, uh, you know, no really, like, families with roots. So I really don't care to know them, but whatever. It's the way it is. But I move so often that I never know anyone anywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you wear a Total Boat shirt, is everybody in, in wherever you work, whatever town Total Boat's in? They're like, oh, Total Boat guy. Well, actually, I've heard a lot of stories of that. Is like, especially if you work total boat around around the harbor, like really? people just can't wait to give those who wear total boat shirts their feedback on total. Oh, really? Boat. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. my god! Nothing. Yeah, exactly. That sounds like a like a, yeah. like a prison sentence. Yeah. 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 So. I the the only time it's happened to me was like probably within the first couple of weeks of me moving here, which you know still has not been a long time. But walk into a bar down the street just because I thought it looked cool from the exterior was definitely not cool in the interior. But just some old dude was like, "Hey, you work for that company?" And I kind of felt like I knew where it was going, so I just had to throw out like the asterisk of yes, but. I'm their videographer, and I'm new here, yeah. and I don't yeah. know anything about the products. Yeah. And I don't even like, know how well, to spell epoxy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he goes in to tell me that he used to, like, drive trucks that would pick up for Jamestown Distributors, the parent company, and that they used to sell this very, very specific piece of hardware, and that they don't anymore, but they should... And I don't know how many times I was like, oh, well, I'm the videographer. Yeah, and yeah. it did in the end. So turn, I'm not going into that bar again, nor will I wear total yeah. shirts outside of work. I'll, I'll mm. mention it to Mike in the next meeting, you know. <laughs> but it's funny. I had a total boat hat on at this fair I was just at in Atlanta, and I probably had about 10 people ask me about total boat people that were doing like epoxy type stuff and uh oh, awesome. they're like oh do you use total boat and i says uh, on, on occasion i use it why what do you use and a couple of them have tried it none of them were like real like hardcore into any brand of epoxy they're kind of just dabbling a little bit it wasn't like they were doing resin like pores or anything they're mm-hmm. using it just for small type things but um 
It was uh, cool. One of the guys I had met there, I can't think of his name. I'll have to look it up. He was a glass blower, and he did some, like, amazing shit. And uh, I talked to him for quite a while, and um, it's like Decatur Glassworks or something. I'll, I'll find it. But I was telling him about Workbench Conks. He's like, oh, if you're ever in the area again, stop by. I says, well, my daughter just got a house down here, so I'll be back. And I say, I'll be back in February. It's like, oh, I'd love to have you and your buddies come by and do, like, a, a session with the glass and stuff. I was like, oh, that'd be awesome. You know, he made these amazing, like, like these, like, really, like, like ghoulish heads and stuff and beautiful glassware he was making. But um, it, was, um, it was just really cool. But this other guy had asked me about Total Boat. He was making some cool stuff, but... It was really, really a cool fair. But anyways, that was my little touch with Total Boat. Well, then wearing wearing their apparel worked out for you. Yes, it was very positive, <laughs> very positive. No death threats, nothing like that. So, <laughs> yeah. so it was good. Great, so it was great. Good. Yeah. Someone's Atla- like, my, my boat split in the middle of the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they like <laughs> dumps like red paint on you. Like, yeah, like a, yeah, like it failed. <laughs> yeah, you it son failed. of a bitch. Yeah, it failed. Well, now, now we that. know that Atlanta is where we should put our attention. Yeah, big, yeah, big yeah, 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 yeah. I know. This is actually just like a focus group for Total Boat. I know. It's <laughs> no, it's it's the, they're our biggest uh, supporter, so it's mm-hmm. that's their five minute plug. So that was a commercial for Total Boat. Thank you. I um, <laughs> I always I always wear my own like logo stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I just just I have more make everything clothes than anything else. And every now and then I'll be at the deli and someone will be like, oh, you're like that make everything guy. And I'm like, yeah. They're like, okay, uh, could you do this or are you teaching that? Like, I got a thing, like my lawnmower is broken. And I'm like, yeah, no, yeah, I'm sorry. I can't help you. I can't help you with any of that. Yeah. You know, oh, like, it's, and it's local people. Yeah. It's not like not like someone being like, "Oh, I recognize you from YouTube." Yeah, it's not that. Yeah, that would be a different feeling of like, oh. "Oh, I watch your videos." This is like, "Oh, yeah, like you got that shop over," and they know where my shop is. And yeah, Justin is is witness to this. People just show up. Yeah, yeah. They just roll down the door. Well, no, it's funny. You know. I so I had a Derek from Alden shirt on and a Derek from Alden pin on my hat, and. Mm. I won't name which director it was, but it wasn't Jimmy, says to me, he goes, oh, look at all the Derek from Alden, you know, gear you have on. You should have a sticker that says, hey, you know, free signatures. You know, he goes, um, you know, you just want to really push your, your, your name and all that. I said, you know, anybody with the last name Deresta should be the last person to shit on anybody about putting their name anywhere. I said, like, you can't swing a dead cat in Jimmy's shop without hitting, you know, a Duresta stencil, you know? He's like, yeah, I guess you're right, so. but I'm uh, glad that I see, like, that you guys do that, though, because when I, like, you know, kind of first got into this community, I was, like, a little embarrassed to do it, but, like, you got to mm. do what you got to do to be recognizable. Yeah, yeah. So I'm all about it. Granted, my, like, brand name is a little more embarrassing. Like, I, I use it solely for marketing reasons. Anytime the song Call Me Maybe comes on, people look at me like I'm going to shoot fire out of my hands or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that you should get that ready. Like, yeah. you should always carry one of those, like, gender reveal, like, uh, confetti cannons. So if it yeah. comes on, it's just like, yeah. oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I had some old dude in public be like, just read the back of my shirt to some stranger. Like, what does that mean? I'm like, oh, it's my last name. But he, like, obviously didn't get that it's a song. 
Yeah. And so it's like, it's my last name, but he still didn't get it. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Can yeah, we yeah. just get out of this conversation? Yeah. Because it's not. You, you'll figure even, it out even someday, if I, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Or you'll just die yeah, before they, I have they to have explain. no idea. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because my kids had asked me what your name was on Instagram. And I told them, they're like, that's so weird. I go, it's his last name. They're like, oh, that's cool. I was like, yeah, it is actually, you know. That's a little less like, weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's cool. I, but, I, I mean, like when it. people, like, at workbench, you know, they see me, and, like, especially if I'm wearing my shirt, they're like, God, now you got that song stuck in my head. I'm like, ah, but it worked. Yeah, like, yeah, now you're yeah. thinking about me, you know. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry it's stuck in your head, but that yeah. was kind of the point, so my bad. Yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. Yeah, it works. I mean, it's, you know, it, there's... There's there's some real science behind it. It's funny. I I wear the don't die shirts every now and then, and yeah. every now like when I did it, it was it had some context to it. Like my first kind of like I, I was doing a forging project, and I and I wrote on a whiteboard don't die, and it became this like funny catchphrase. I made stickers and shirts, whatever. Yeah. So when I wear mine, sometimes I get weird looks. Jeff Fader was installing. I don't know if you guys saw. He recently did like a an. Uh, a public art sculpture and he said during the installation he had his don't die shirt on and he said some like old lady walked by and just kind of like scoffed at him like, oh. <laughs> like disgusting like and and i realized and then she that, died like, at, well you know what was funny was <laughs> at, the, at the beginning of covid the don't die stickers became very like out of they, they yeah they, they yeah. were not they were in bad taste the don't die stickers were not good <laughs> They were not well received. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't um, not it re- die. It really almost sank us. I mean, thank God for everything else that was going on because I think that the the Don't Die brand almost didn't make it. But how, how sad that that COVID almost damaged Chris's brand. What a unbelievable. Yeah. What a yeah. How terrible and like, and, for you. And yeah. and for people to not have the just you know. The, the awareness to let my brand live on its own. Yeah, I know. What exactly. is wrong with them? Yeah, like, come on. I'm just a small business owner. <laughs> well, anyway. I, I was thinking, since we have Justin on, and he's a videographer, why doesn't he give us, like, some pointers that people could do? Or, or tell us some things, that like, pet peeves you might have that you see people do on YouTube videos. Do we have enough time? Well, to, before to, to... we get into that, I want Justin to explain who he is for those who don't know who Justin is. Everybody must well, know who he is, but I'm, he can I'm explain Justin, himself. I'm a 28-year-old male. No, no, um, this isn't on What Tinder. blood type are you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know, dude. Is that something I should know, or can I, like, Yeah, cut your finger open. We can, we can tell. Cut your finger open. Yeah. We'll be able to tell you about I bet my mom knows. We should give her a ring. Um, I don't know what blood type <laughs> She could be on the next episode. We'll, yeah. we'll call Pinto's mom. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm a videographer. I kind of stumbled into the maker community on accident via working for Laguna and then working, through some co- working with some content creators. And now I make documentaries that are kind of meet the maker style on various makers. And I've been doing that a couple years as a side hustle full-time I do video work for Total Boat Um, and recently my newest subject of my documentary series has been none other than Christopher Zeppieri of Make Everything Shop and although I don't typically announce uh, who my subjects will be prior to shooting them Derek will be my next one so this is 
Nice. Now's your chance to unsubscribe from Justin's channel. (laughs) (laughs) You'll get get ahead of the curve. You'll miss mine and Derek's. So take this as a warning. Perfect. Perfect. That's that's what I'm about. Nice. Do you you make anything else? Have you ever made anything? Or are you interested in making anything since you've been, like, part of the community, seeing anything? Like, anything interests you in particular or... And you mean make it by my hands? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Like if you, yeah, do you like see stuff and be like, oh, I really would love to try blacksmithing, or I really would like to try woodworking, or I'd like to try carving. Wood turning, I think, seems yeah. pretty interesting. Yeah. Oh boy. Oddly enough, I once had a desire to to go I'm on sure. a lathe. I've since lost that desire. I'm sure. And of all trades, she's she's got me at least at least once behind it. Um, yeah. But to answer your question is overall, I've kind of been like, you know what? I'm going to do my thing. Let them do their thing. Yeah. Because I've just like was not into that. My dad would be like on a summer day, like, come on, you're going to help me paint the fence. And it just like kill me now. So I don't like loud sounds. I just told Zep how much I hate having dirt under my fingernails. So it's just like, Mm -hmm. I'm not interested. Yeah. But kind of like seeing it more and Derek you just said a couple episodes like that it blows your mind how like how many people just and you said it differently but are basically incapable of making with their hands and just like don't understand it and I came from that background and just even though I was already pretty deep into shooting content for makers it's like I didn't I still didn't get it Mm. and the example I always use is Chris or uh, Greg Pennington's Windsor chairs mm-hmm. when I went into his shop and he knows this it was like you know I see this rocking chair and I'm like I don't get it like mm-hmm. alright it's a chair like what what's special about this and then yeah, I'm in his I shop for a week and see what it takes I'm like okay yeah so as time has progressed I've become a little more into it Total though is all about like getting their employees to use their product and make things they do like a shop night so mm-hmm. whether you want to bring in a project from home start one do whatever I've been about it and just I was thinking about it just uh, yesterday when uh, Chris was sanding something. He goes, God, I hate sanding. I, uh, I, I was sanding something. Sanding. At, but, dude, I was sanding something at Total Boat. And I just, like, they're kind of having these assumptions that since I've been around makers, like, oh, Justin, this needs to be cut down on the table saw. Can you handle that? Oh, Jesus. And my way. <laughs> dude, and I just, like... I just appreciated that they had the confidence in me that I just fired yeah. up the saw stop, raised the blade, used the push stick, and I've never used a table saw. Be like, still is that the, any of them is that the saw that's on the table one, or is yeah, that yeah. the one that's the choppy one? But I, I genuinely used to not know, but it's like I've seen, you know, I yeah. worked, uh, for April for two years, so it's like yeah. I've seen how she raised the blade, how high it goes, where, yeah. like, where to start the push stick. So I just did it, and I was like, hell yeah, you know, bringing it back. So Chris saying yesterday, God, I hate sanding. You know, I plugged in the Festool sander with that uh, cool vacuum that's, like, totally integrated with it. I'm like, this thing's so sick. So, like, you know, everybody's going to scoff listening to this. But I'm like, sanding is rad. So yeah, I'm all yeah. about sanding right now. Like, that's, yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. level is right now I think yeah. sanding is the coolest shit. Well, if things don't work out for you at a total board, I will hire you to be nope, a sander. It'll be funny. He, he gets all this confidence. He fires up the table saw, and then he pushes the board through the wrong way. Like, oh it'll be God. like, oh, my God. But it's funny because I, um, I don't think he listens to it, but my future son-in-law, um, he, um, you know, 
he's very interested in learning things, but he really doesn't know anything. And I was kind of surprised. His father, I don't think, knows what a screwdriver is possibly, but, you know, that's fine. That's not his thing. You know what I mean? Not everybody's yeah. into it. And, like, growing up, my father wouldn't know which end of a hammer to hold either. And um, But I just can't imagine anybody not knowing that, and it blows my mind. And when I talk to him, he's a very smart kid, and I'm just like, jokingly, I says, give me the um, screwdriver that looks like the big X. I said, the flat one's easy because it's just flat, you know, and it kind of became a joke. But I was like, wow. And I remember I um, have one of my sisters and her husband, you know, they do okay for themselves. And uh, I remember years ago, my sister's like, oh, we have somebody coming over to strip wallpaper. And I was like, why wouldn't you strip it yourself? She's like, oh, just because, you know, Mark doesn't uh, know how to do that. And I'm like, like, I remember mom doing that growing up. Like, don't you remember that? Like, you know, and it just like, you know, growing up for us, uh, like that type of stuff, my parents, it was out of necessity. They would have never, you know, had the means to hire somebody to wallpaper. That's when people used to wallpaper. But I just think it's sad. Like I said to, you know, Thomas, my, my future son-in-law, I said, you know, I said, I wish you could get a hobby just because I think a lot of people don't realize it's easier than it looks. And the it, it, satisfaction and the excitement you get when you make something you know yeah. i just think i get so much joy out of it i just wish other people could experience that and i think people would if they just tried you know it's not as difficult as things look you know so but so maybe you will uh be a professional sander one day so yeah uh, yeah i hope so but I, I, like going, going back, just going to like open a garage door and there's going to be like a Trent Presler level like canoe. And he's yeah. going to be like, yeah, guys, I've been working on this for the last like three years. It's yeah, I, I sanded it down from a big log. It's going to yeah. be the softest canoe you've ever. Yeah, felt. yeah. Yes. It'll be like the giving tree. You'll have like cut down something, <laughs> like, whittled it away. That's oh, funny. funny. But but even kind of off that making or not. I still have these kind of similarities in video work where when I go home at the end of the day, whether it be, you know, my professional job or just what I do on the side, is I still have something to show for it, which goes back to the same, same thing you were saying, like I said, a couple episodes, which it was just so funny that you used the example of somebody doing taxes because I always use my buddy who's an accountant and that's the field mm -hmm. he went into and there's nothing wrong with that. But I can't mm. imagine going home to his wife every day. How'd it go? Uh, I counted again. And it's yeah. like, again, nothing wrong with that. If that's, you know, that's the career yeah. path he chose and that's what he's happy with, then great. But to yeah. me, it's like I can go home and be like, yeah, this is what I made. I can show it to you. Yeah. So yeah, it's, not, it, it's not tangible the way what you guys do is, but yeah. still there's something to show for it. Yeah, it's funny. I never realized that until we had done the show. Um, I mentioned this before. You know, the video guys on that, like, they were so into it. Like, that was their thing, you know? And it was like, you know, we'd have, you know, a lunch break, and they'd be filming, like, these little side videos that they were doing, you know, little um, just, like, transitions they wanted to try because they were just into it. It wasn't like that was their job. I mean, obviously it was, but it was like they loved video, you know. They just, like, they were, like, dying, sweating, and like, you know, let's try this to do this one shot. I'll, I'll never forget the introduction. 
you know, it was like a really hot day. It st- they started in the morning with Jimmy. We were supposed to show up at 4 o'clock. We finished shooting like 10 o'clock that night. But where they in- when Jimmy introduces all of us and they go, you know, oh, this is Jackman. He's an engineer. This is Derek. He's the- my best friend. This is Graz. And then Graz, like, goes like this. And the camera, because the camera's panning across everybody's face, everybody's face. Then it goes to Graz. There's no Graz. Then it goes down to Graz. To set that, that was set as a joke to do that because they panned across and then they couldn't frame him properly. Then they're like, let's do that for the thing. That setup took like two hours. They had to put out dollies, everything, but they were adamant they were going to do it. Now, for the average person watching it, probably doesn't even realize it. Some people who that enjoy video be like, oh, that's funny. I get it now, you know? But like, it was like they had to have that shot. And it, we were all like, oh, we just want to get the hell out of here, you know? But <laughs> yeah. it's, um, but they, that's their thing, you know? So it's just funny. But um, hey, if it's your thing, it's your thing, you know? So yeah, yeah, absolutely. You get it. I get into those modes with like some of the stuff. It's funny. I look, Justin and I talked about this when he was here, like about the, you know, like uh, the excitement of making stuff and like the mundane aspects of it when you've been doing it for a long time, right? And then every now and then, like we talked about it when when Justin and I were doing the video, was like this feeling of like doing the next thing and making it reinvigorate it for you and be so excited about it. And like I feel like like those video guys you were talking about, Derek. Like mm-hmm. the way that I understand that industry is they spend a lot of time not working. So I'm sure when they all get together and like they're like, oh shit, we have a show, and you know, so and so is going to be there, and this guy's going to be there. Like we worked on this together, and then they can all get together and like do that. It's got to be, you know, like a similar feeling to yeah. like when we all get together and we like mean we rarely ever work on anything together. Yeah. Like meaning like me, you, Pinto, but like yeah. like I know like Mac and I, he literally just walked in the shop. Like him and I don't work together anymore. Mm-hmm. But when we do work together on something, like, we have a great time, and it's exciting because it's, like, that feeling of, like, oh, man, like, him and I used to be carpenters together. When we were carpenters together, it wasn't as fun as, like, oh, let's yeah. go upstate and, like, build something real quick or, like, hey, let's move this or, you know, like, fix yeah. a dirt bike. So there's that there's that uh, excitement and the um, enthusiasm that comes around, uh, aside from just making things, but just doing something that you're super passionate about, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I know, I know. So it's a good life. Yeah, no, it is. You but, made what a table for yourself, Justin? Did I make a table for myself? Yeah, didn't you when you first got the total? Would you make? Didn't you make yourself like a little side table or something? No, no, I was just sanding their side table. Oh, I thought you had made that like <laughs> for your new apartment. No, I, we were like doing a video project, and they needed oh, somebody to sand oh, it, oh. and like the. The the two uh, people above me they're they're fairly new and they're they have a, a pretty corporate background so they're not necessarily like from any kind of like making background so oh Justin you work with makers you know how to do this and it's like yeah, I've seen a sander be plugged in and attached to the hose and how have a rough idea of what these grits are so I'll just yeah start uh, rubbing this thing against some wood and see if it gets softer. And they're like, wow, he's so, like, multi-talented. Like, not only yeah. can he do our video work, but he's also, like, an amazing sander. And you're like, hey. Yeah, like, here, run this to the table saw. I'm like, okay. Yeah, give me your raise. Have you ever made anything like that? Have you ever made, like, a piece of furniture or, like, you know? Not no, Ikea. I don't think so. Ikea I, stuff I've, doesn't count. 
Oh, dude, I can hardly make Ikea. Like, if I make an Ikea something and, like, there's nothing that's backwards, like, I'm really yeah. proud. And I, I don't know if I've ever done that. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm not very proud of myself. I've, I've scrolled inappropriate shapes on a scroll saw, but I think other than that, that's probably, <laughs> like, my only, only experience <laughs> using a tool. You know, I, I drill, drill things in the wall sometimes that definitely yeah. need anchors, but I'm like, eh, this good enough. Do you have a toolbox? Like with the, like a miniature hammer, I I have a toolbox with a normal size hammer. My dad, uh, when I was like, you know, like whatever mid teenage years for like Christmas, it was like, here's a toolbox and like you know some really generic yeah. tools like that flat screwdriver and the X yeah. screwdriver. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, it's funny because that's what I just did for Thomas. I got him a toolbox. He goes, don't get me a hammer. I have a hammer. I'm like, okay. So I'm at the house. I says, let me see your hammer. He brings us a little hammer. I said, I thought you said you had a hammer. He goes, that's a hammer. I go, yeah, it's kind of like a kid's hammer, but we'll, we'll, we'll use it. You know, it's like, uh, it'll work. So but, everybody that I know that's that's had a kid yeah, for their first birthday or even before that. Like, most of the time they're like, you know, when someone has a baby, you're like, oh, I'll bring you something. Yeah. I bring them all, like, adult but really small tools. Yeah. So I'll, like, go to Harbor Freight. I don't know, Derek, you ever seen the mini yeah. claw hammer that yeah. they sell at Harbor Freight? Yeah. So, like, for those of that, that don't know, it's a regular size, like, claw hammer head. Yeah. On a short little handle, like, yeah. this long. And it's yeah. not like a kid's hammer. It's like yeah. an adult tool yeah and it's so funny because i actually used to keep one in my toolbox because i worked with this really little guy and every time he'd be like oh dude i left my hammer at home i'd be like well go get yours out of the toolbox so he'd have this like little tiny hammer but there were a couple times where we had to pull a nail like inside yes. somewhere and we would use yes. it so i'll go like to harbor freight and i'll buy like the stubby screwdrivers and the short regular ass metal hammer and give it to like a four month old child and be like Here yeah you yeah. Like never will you like your kid is uh, if we're friends your kid isn't allowed to grow up to be totally incompetent <laughs> yeah so like uh my my youngest nephew was really into tools so for like his first birthday i went to home depot and bought him like a regular like ryobi drill and i was mm. like here you go yeah i was like i'm not and, and they're like he's too young to use this i'm like well then like don't let him be a pussy he's got to learn how to use it I don't, i'm not i'm not gonna co-sign this yeah yeah, yeah. Everybody should know how to use tools yeah. I was dating yeah. this girl and she was talking about like, oh yeah, some young kids came by the shop. Let's say he's like seven years old, and she like handed them the drill and gave him the drill bit to put it to put it in the drill. And he starts screwing it in manually, and she's like telling me the story and like calls him a word I'm not going to say. And I'm like, that's how I do it. And she's like, you don't do it. Like, yeah. I don't. Know, I don't even know how to describe yeah. it. Yeah. And I'm still yeah. at home to this day trying to get it right, and I can't do it. So I'm I like, know what that, you're saying. That seven-year-old yeah, you, you boy, just, man. You just twisted the end. She yeah, like hits the button it and lets it do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which yeah, like everybody I know does, but I still yeah. haven't been able to nail that because I use yeah, a yeah. drill like two times a year. So yeah, yeah. You still looking for the key, <laughs> the chuck key? Come in for to, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll start there. Yeah, that's funny. For lessons, oh, you found that's it. Funny. Um, yeah, that's, that's we can't have that. So I'll practice. Yeah, practice. Well, one of the things that we typically talk about on the podcast is tools. Derek, you got anything good this week? You know what? I Well, I bought a bunch of tools, but none for me. I spent about $500 on tools for Thomas, 
that nice. probably will never get used, but at least they're there. But you I tell you, like a distinguishing mark on them to know if he ever yeah, takes them out. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, like a yes, put the tape yeah, put like a door. spring, put a spring yeah, in the you know, pliers, like put the tape on yeah. the door so they know if the kids sneak out. <laughs> well, no, it's crazy. Is it's like you know, like well, you know, you used to do a lot of side work. You go on a job and you're missing a tool. I shipped like a huge box of painting stuff, and I tell you, it's so frustrating. I needed an Allen wrench. And no Allen wrench, you know, so doesn't even know what one is. So I walked to the hardware store in the, in the blistering heat just because I had to get out of there. I go for the walk. I get there. I'm not even thinking, is it metric or is it standard? So I, I take a whim. It's standard. It's the right one. But it was just so frustrating not having tools. So I go to um, Highland Woodworks, and I had to get a pull saw, and I bought that. I had them ship me that home. But uh, I almost bought myself a Festool jigsaw, and <laughs> and Highland Woodworks they it's sell like seven hundred dollar jigsaw. Well, that was the thing; it was on sale for four fifty. They sell like they must use sell their demo Festool tools, oh, at, nice. like from their shop, which nobody ever does. So I was gonna buy it, but I'm like, how often do I use a jigsaw? You know, they had some drills and they had one sander, but it wasn't really a good sander, but. I almost bought a Festool tools, but I didn't. So, no, I didn't get any tools. I bought some pliers. I bought some screwdrivers. I bought some screw guns. I bought some sanders, but nothing for me. So, no. Justin, did you buy a tool this week? I thought about it. Uh, but <laughs> I passed this week. I didn't. I didn't yeah, yeah, it. yeah. You'll, Man, you'll wait anytime till next I go week. into Home Depot or Lowe's, it's just like a disaster. Like, can we? Is there any way we can simplify this? Yeah. It's just no matter when what, you, I'm looking it, for it. You can't find what you're looking for. Never. And but I'm also too passive to ask, so I'm in there for like half an hour passing the same people, oh. just wandering around the store. We um, couldn't find a guy to unlock the cabinet to get a sander, and it was so frustrating. I'm like, well, let me ask you a question, Justin, because, like, do you? I guess the question is, do you know what you're looking for and you can't find it, or you need to ask someone, like, oh, I need a thing to do a thing. Like, do you know the name of the thing you're looking for generally? Uh, yeah, yeah, I go into it because I'm like the kind of person who needs to plan ahead, so I'll just like look on their website. Make sure I know exactly what it looks like, what it's called. So I go in with the plan. Derek, I was just asking you about, what was it, Hangman something or other? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I had to have Derek identify what I needed, and then I went yeah. in. And I only found it on accident because I figured it would be too hard to find. That I was looking for something <laughs> else that I couldn't find, but I did find that on the way. Well, so, it's funny because like, I would say that Home Depot is probably one of the only stores that does this well is like today for instance like i've been to i can't even think about how many home depots but like today this morning i went to a home depot i knew exactly what i needed and on their app it will it can if you let it enable uh location when you in a store it'll know what store you're in and then it'll tell you where it is in the store like what aisle what bay so today i'm in the store i'm looking for a very specific thing and and I, I thought I would be able to find it before I opened up on my phone. So I went in the store and I walked down and back the electrical aisle like four times. Mm -hmm. And then finally I'm like, God damn it. 
I pull it up on my phone. It says where it is. It's almost like where I'm looking, but it was like this moment where like the Home Depot app like knew it was going to get me. As soon as I pulled it up on my phone, I looked down. It's right in front of me. I'm like, how? How did you do this? And it was exactly what I needed. And I feel like I want that in every store, though. Like when I go to the supermarket, I want to be able to be like, oh, where's like the, Mm -hmm. you know, like this very specific thing. Yeah. You know, and instead I have to ask an employee and they're like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Aisle yeah. Aisle seven? Like, yeah. I, I, I love the idea of some sort of robot that just, when I walk in, I tell it what I need and it goes and gets it for me. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. It, it's funny because it's like, it, it almost scares you. I mentioned this before on the podcast. I had a spring that broke on my refrigerator and it was like for the little flap thing on the door. And I'm like, how do I even order this thing? And it's just kind of a weird story. It doesn't have a serial number on it because the sticker's missing off the refrigerator. That's another story for another time. But uh, I just Google Samsung refrigerator door spring, and my spring pops right up on the screen. I'm like, how did it know I had that model? Like, it's mm-hmm. like, so I must have, like, searched something at one time on Google about this refrigerator, and it saved that. I'm like, how could it know? And it was the right spring, and I was like, that was, like, scary. It was like, were they peeking in my house, and they saw my refrigerator, you know? But uh, No, you're just, like, the the 700th person who's... Yeah, Samsung, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, like, just, that's really uh, what it is. Yeah, but it's just strange how, like, the, the stuff knows. I always say that about... um vetric software like whenever i use it and i'm trying to do like a 3d cob or a, you know i try to pocket something out i'll be like what pot do i need to select and i'll just pick it and it'll pick all the right pots that need to be done i was like wow how does it know that like it's so smart that software i love that software a little plug for vetric thank you <laughs> but uh but no it is it, it's just amazing i don't know if you ever use that chris like use the pocketing features on it like it just knows what pot's supposed to be pocketed down what pot's supposed to stay up and uh it's magic yeah i use the pocketing features all the time oh yeah yeah i'm sure <laughs> it's like a, a different I'm a, language. Yeah. I'm a big so pocket guy. Well, Justin, yeah. I mean, like, so there's got to be, I guess this is a good question. If you don't really have the interest in making stuff. I'm getting what, there, but yeah. But, like, what? so, like, I, is there anything that you have seen makers do that you're like, oh, like, like, either it's interesting to watch or it's something that you're like, huh, I would like to do that specifically. Or like, I'd like to try it. Like, for me, I never did any blacksmithing up until I saw like you know my my now friends doing it for the first time and it was totally foreign to me and I was like I want to try this like it looks so interesting you know like is there anything like that that you've come across in your travels that you've been like I really want to try that one day I kind of I've only been the, the few times I have thought about it I think within like what would be my wheelhouse as in like beginner level stuff so only kind of recently because Total Boat has everybody who works at it who's, you know, all about this kind of thing. And, you know, shout out to Kristen over there. She's, you know, telling like, this is a cool hardware store where they have great slabs. I think about starting somewhere with getting, you know, cool slab, making just a simple kind of table out of it, starting there. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I feel like that would be enough satisfaction to kind of get me going 
no matter how simple just like a slab table might be with some metal legs I buy off of Amazon and all I had to do was my favorite thing which is sanding it yeah yeah just, I mean, just businesses start and end with that kind of shit dude you could do that <laughs> and then that could be it it could be you know call me call me maybe sanding and slabs that's it <laughs> yeah man I'm all about it yeah just for the record, I want Jeff to know that background noise is not me, that it's Chris. So, just yeah, Jeff. So, don't get mad at me, Jeff. That's Chris. Well, Wait, you, on, Derek, my you hands, have children I have, screaming. Oh, can you hear that? That that's, Derek has children screaming. Zep's like clipping his nails. I'm over can, here, the guest, just trying to so, do whatever I can. I, I'm, I'm trying. I just that shut. The, that's, that's, sorry. I have 22 kids that live in the house next door to me. It's tough not to hear them. <laughs> You know, oh, any, yeah. any, you do have a Colt next door. Yes, dude, that's unbelievable. Right. Are Thank they God they don't the use electric. The wheel? Do yes, they have the, the, the wooden yeah. wheel, and they push it yeah. down the road. Yeah, they just drank some gray water soup, and uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, uh, oh God, don't get me going Justin, on. Justin, you people. should shoot a, a documentary about them. Oh, I've God. seen them. I've seen them with my own eyes, man. Unbelievable. Yeah. I couldn't believe it when I saw them for the first yeah. time. Walking around yeah. in the street with no shoes on, riding bikes up and down the block. Like I was like, what the hell is happening? Yeah, it's like oh, another no. world over there. I, I just have to leave is what I have to do. But I shut Derek's the window. Derek's neighbors are like stabbing each other, man. Derek's Derek, uh, got a lot going on over there. It's like yeah, that show. What was that show? show the cult? Um... Was it Kevin Bacon was in it? Like uh, Oh, yes. Oh, uh, um, what was that? Shit, that was a great that, show. I know, it was only like three seasons, and then it but just But did you ended. watch it all the way through? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was very violent. It was Yo, like, it was brutal. Uh, they did like that murder on the trains. What was that? Um, uh, I the following. The following, yes. Yes, the following. It was a great show. Yeah, it was. It I was, was very disappointed when it ended. I know, I know. But, um... Justin, why don't you give us some like video tips? I could use some tips. Tell me some things that people makers mistakes makers make that drive you nuts or something like that without being too specific or without picking out my videos. You can be specific if you want. I mean, just, just don't you know. just don't hurt my feelings. I, four, we're forty five minutes in, so we only have about four people listening. So say whatever yeah, you want. That's true. Don't shit just, talk like to one, us one in particular. Jimmy's definitely listening. Uh, no, that's fine. Jim, Jimmy figured it out. But one, one that I hate in particular is when Zep shows his face. You know, I just feel like it's like one of those faces <laughs> that should just stay kind of behind it all. Yeah, the interview that we shot this weekend, it's actually all just clips of, like, my torso. The whole thing. <laughs> I'm like, I was thinking, like, you know, you guys just hit me up today to, to be on this. And I'm like, I just spent all week listening to Zep talk. I shot three interviews this weekend of Zep. <laughs> And now you guys are asking me to listen to more of him talking. Are you serious? <laughs> what, what's tomorrow going to be? Um, I don't. I don't know because I was. You. You kind of threw out this question a little earlier, and I've been thinking about it in the background. And like the pet peeves that I do have are almost like it's like I've been there too. You know, we all start somewhere. So like mm-hmm. the mistakes or things left in, or kind of just the laziness. Like it's not like I've never done any of those things. Like, the one thing that I can think about is, like, it's, like, when there's a frame that's left in, as in somebody dropped a clip in their timeline, cut it down, removed it, but left, like, a little frame in, so there's a quick flash of something else, and it's, like, Mm -hmm. you didn't watch this back or, like, pay attention to what you were watching to notice this flash of something that's one yeah. that's just like I, I always notice that and apparently a lot of people don't but to me it's just like yeah. it's just very jarring yeah um, yeah yeah other than that I feel like 
video specifically within the maker community, there's a lot of freedom because you look at the, like people who are successful in like Blacktail Studio, who's just killing it right now. It's just mm -hmm. he shoots everything on a tripod, two times speed, no music, talks over it with a little dry humor, and it's yeah. just it's just killing it for him. Yeah, you know Jason Hibbs, Bourbon Moth. He's he has his, like his full character. He's got his humor, but still shot on an iPhone, edited on a ten dollar app on his iPad. Yeah. So I, I, you know, that's what always gets me is like the quality of people, like like they're good woodworkers and like they shoot like really good quality stuff. Like you know what I mean? Like it's like they're good at two things, you know, and that's like yeah. I wish I could get some of that. Like, and I know you have to just keep practicing. That's one thing I refuse to do. But um, <laughs> it's just like some people, it's just so natural, you know, and uh, it's so well done, you know. And uh, I just started watching this kid. He does like carpentry videos and um, just a young kid and then not earth shattering. Like I've been watching them because he's been doing a lot with stairs, like interior stairs. And I have to do my stairs. And there's a lot of, like, tricky stuff on interior stairs people don't realize, you know. And this kid, he's just very smart. He has a ton of little tricks. But, like, he does everything himself. And, Chris, it's the kid, I think you posted the reel of it, where he, like, skinned a fireplace with um, the wood. And he slid it up all by himself. He used one screw to hold it. He oh, pushed uh, it up, yeah, and uh, yeah. it's like carpentry insider, I think it uh, insider is. Insider carpentry. Yeah. Uh, something Lewis. Spencer Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. The kid's Spence. amazing. Kid's amazing. amazing. Isn't he? Amazing. His videos, like, they're not earth-shattering or nothing. They're not, like, they're just, but they're just to the point. They're just very, um, they're very informative, and, uh, and and he's just a great carpenter, you know. But mm -hmm. um, it just, uh, it just kills me, though, that I can't ever seem to get that, you know. But, um you mean but, from a video perspective? Yeah, yeah. I, I struggle with it so much. I have such a difficult time with it. I wish I could just, you know, do it and do it okay. I'd be happy. But but I'll uh, be the first to tell you that, like, cinematic level, especially yeah. within makers, is yeah. just not... It, like, it actually does not perform well. It's not that it doesn't matter. It, like, does not perform well. Anything cinematic I post, especially on Instagram, just performs, like... Just, just, mm -hmm. just terribly. So it, yeah. it just goes to show that people want to just be able to see what's going on. I've done, yeah, done uh, cinematic videos on makers outside of my channel for their channel. You know, they want something different. Like a video yeah. I did for Anne over two years ago. We were both really excited about. At like, I haven't watched it in a while, but at the time, I'm thinking like, this is top of my game. I'm really proud of this. Anne considered it at least at the time, the best video or channels ever had. And it just flopped because mm -hmm. it was just kind of this own thing. And I just really think people are watching not to be impressed cinematically, but more just to see what the maker is really doing. They want the full picture. They want it clear as day. So genuinely throwing up an iPhone on a tripod and just recording yourself in a wide frame where people can see what's going on, I really think is you know part of part of all it takes to be in there it's just content yeah. that people are going to enjoy your thumbnail is equally as big and your title is equally as big unfortunately those three things are equal you think the content should be but really yeah. the content you, is so it's like almost 
third. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, totally. it's, it's funny you said it's that sad, because because yeah. that's how I've always been. Like, there's a lot of channels I used to like, and then as they got successful, like they kind of changed it into uh, more of a show, and I stopped watching it because mm-hmm. once it's almost like a polished show. It, I lose it. Like, I want to be, like, kind of just voyeuristic and kind of just snooping in your garage watching what you're doing, you know? And it's funny because I find myself recently clicking on videos and I'm trying to find out, like, I'm actually asking myself, why did you just click on that video? And it's because of the thumbnail. And it's some of the stuff I'm not even very interested in. I'm like, what was it about that thumbnail? Like, a lot of them when they're, like, asking you the question, you know, like, mm. you know, like how did I get yeah 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 and it it just it's mind-blowing how you know it can get you to click on it you know and um you know it's I I got obviously a lot to learn on all that you know but um it's just um it's just interesting to me like how some people just do it so well when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, you know, but it's interesting that you say that. And, and I, I, I watch like me and Justin were talking about this this weekend. Like I watch a ton of YouTube all, all, all over. Like I watch a lot of making stuff, mm-hmm. but more stuff that I'm I mean, not to be not, and I not to say that I don't support like the, the friends that we have in the community. But mm-hmm. like typically I know about their projects. Yeah. So, you know, so like, you know, unless it's like, oh, man, I really want to see how they do that. I don't usually watch the videos all the way through. Usually I'll like click them, kind of like skim through whatever. Yeah. But I've been, I followed Alex Steele for a long time when he was in England, whatever. And his channel, it's funny you talk about how like it turns into a show, right? I think that talking about it in like a, in a, in a positive way, he, I think with that transformation towards a show has done the best job of doing that. And I don't know if you watch his videos, Derek, Justin. No, I, I, I watched him faithfully when he used to do a video every day in his original Mm -hmm. shop. And because mm-hmm. I was more interested in him and saying, like, who the hell is this kid? Like, this yeah. kid, like, does he work for his father? Remember he had that shitty little shop, you know? I haven't watched one like of his videos. he was in, videos. like, a dungeon. Yeah, I haven't watched one of his videos in years. I really, honestly, I'm embarrassed to say this. I really haven't watched anybody's videos. I People who are friends of mine, you know, you, Jimmy, I'll put them on and try to watch them. I'll at least let mm-hmm. them run through so you get credit for them. But <laughs> yeah. even those, like, I don't watch because I don't have time like I used to. I used to yeah. have a lot of free time. And um, so I really don't. And, it, and like, part of me says, uh, like, should I even bother trying to make videos? Because even myself, like, I don't have time for that. And it's like, you know, a lot of these companies now, they're like, oh, if you could do some reels for us, like, they're even more interested in reels than videos, long format videos, because they know, 
you know, a lot of people don't watch them. So it's like, why bother making them, you know? But, um, yeah. you know, I, I, I wish I could. If it was easier for me, I would. And it, for me, it's like kind of a cheap excuse to get out of making them, you know? And that's why I don't. But I, I would rather do that if I if it was wasn't such a project for me you know it's uh you know yeah if, I, and like I think like um the you have to be interested in obviously what the person's making too like but I I Alex channel in particular like he has a good dynamic with the audience and the videos are like so concise you know sometimes they're a little like you know he did some kind of more vloggy style ones recently where like he like bought a house and like did like brickwork or whatever but like he just does a, I like the show aspect of his. Now, other people do the same thing, and they're terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, terrible. And Justin and I were talking about one in particular, and it's like, I'm like, oh, what, what are you doing? Like, go back to doing anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think it's subjective. Yeah. In, in well, it's funny because there's this guy, I, I watch his videos. I don't, like, I subscribe, but I don't, like, have notifications. Like, I'm not that hardcore watching them. But um, I've mentioned before on this channel, it's um, the Yorkshire something or other. It's that woodworker. He does like, he makes like these really high-end turntables and um, mm. he did a real crazy railing thing. This guy. Yeah, we mentioned does, him on the podcast yeah, once. He doesn't talk. There's no sound on his videos. It's complete silence, but they're just like shot and like, it, it, it's unbelievable. Like I'll sit there like, just like, oh my God, these fucking kids. Um, I'll, I'll, now I'm in a hundred and ten degree, air, uh, no, no air room, so for the podcast. But, um, but you know, but his videos are just so interesting, and there's just no sound to them. And you know, and then on the other hand, you have like this old Tony, who's just all talking and almost no video content, mm-hmm. and you know, people will watch his whole thing. You know, so it's. Um, I don't know. There's got to be a happy medium. Yeah. Medium. Yeah, it just, it just struck me, Chris, what what you're referring to. And, yeah, Chris and I are watching this channel and just like, what is even going on here? But sure enough, it's doing pretty dang well. So, yeah. yeah, yeah so it's like, I guess it is. If you find something that works, and that that's another thing, like like we we had just talked about, Jason uh, this weekend where Jason you know he keeps his character up and you know this is by no means me talking crap with Jason Jason's a friend and it's like he never at least on his YouTube channel like you know kind of puts that away and that's just a formula that he has figured out and it works you know and it's just like once you find something that works roll with it It, you know this is now going back to equipment where you know, we could be sitting around talking about, you know, upgrading cameras and this and that. But he's like, mm-hmm. if I'm just using my phone and paying 10, paid $10 for this app and, you know, it's working out, why change things? So mm. it's kind of exactly what Chris said. It can just be very subjective. So as yeah. far as starting out, you know, if we were all to sit around and offer advice on that. Yeah. It's I, just, just, I, I would almost say don't overthink it. Just do I, you. And it, just, it's funny because adapt accordingly i just reached out to somebody i had sent them a message i don't know if i should say who it was i don't i'm willing to bet he doesn't listen to this podcast i wouldn't (laughs) care if the word got back to him but i'm not particularly a huge fan of him and um 
he I, I just watched one of his videos recently <laughs> and I tell you it was like a 35 minute video it's on one of his second channels and I watched every minute of it and loved it so much I was compelled to tell him that because it was so obvious just like you said he knew what he was talking about he was so interested in doing it and I feel his regular videos he does he does because he has to do a weekly video because it's his job this one he did because he loved it and it was so interesting and it came through so clearly I said dude you should you should do this you know and it's funny because I actually just um reached out to Graz and um I said to Graz the same thing I said um hold on one second <laughs> um I said he put out a video on hot sauce I was like dude and that's not who I was referring to the first time. But I was like, dude, I love that hot sauce video. Like he, I don't know if you guys had seen on it. His it, was on, channel? it was on Instagram. It was like a uh, five minute video. Somebody sent them all these hot sauces, but there was like the build up. He did like the, like, like the lower heat ones up to the ghost peppers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was doing like big doses of these things. He wasn't like a, a drop touching it and he's swallowing them. He's like, you know, <clears throat> he's like, yeah, it's got some kick. And he gave like great reviews and he's big into hot sauce. I was like, dude, you should do a weekly like hot sauce video. Like it was so like well done. And it was like, you could tell you knew what you were talking about and you were enjoying it. And I think that really comes through whether you try or not when you're doing a video that it's obvious to the audience, you know, and you might not even realize that like, I do know what I'm talking about. I don't look like an idiot, you know, but, um, you know, that's, you know, like I say, getting back to the other person I was referring to, that's how I felt about their video. It was just, they knew what they were talking about and it was very, very interesting. And I was like, man, you should be doing videos about this every week, you know, but who am I to say? You know, but um, yeah, it's 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 a hard thing. I don't know. As someone that's like tried to stay, this my videos have kind of been the same since I started. Mm-hmm. But then they have such variation in viewership. Like, yeah, one video does great, another video is like shit. Um, it, it's it, it's hard to feel like oh well, you know, if I just keep going and not change anything, everything's gonna be fine. Yeah, you know, but at the same time, it's like, well, why would I change anything if I've got videos that are exactly the same that have a million views? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'll get a video, like I'll, I'll do a video about woodworking, and someone will write like way too much detail. Like they'll comment that, yeah, because like, my videos, right, sped up, explained, okay, way too much detail, great. But then why is the same video essentially just a different project, same format, same thing? No, not a single negative comment, right? So yeah. it's like it's all about like who watches, who clicks yeah. on what. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Justin and I touch on this over the weekend, right? Like you just keep going; it doesn't matter. None of that matters, yeah. right? You know, yeah. you just keep making the same, making doing not doing the same thing, but but stay stay uh, faithful to like the brand that you've created and, and the format that you've created, and experiment, change things as as you go. But it's just YouTube is such a funny, weird thing in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, like I and it's funny too because like I'll watch this old Tony's videos and I'm like I like this old Tony's videos, yeah. But there's nothing about them that's like particularly compelling. No, they're forty something <laughs> minutes long. And Justin, do you ever watch his videos or you know who we're talking no, about? No, he's he a just shows his hands. He like just shows 90% his hands of the time. Very, it's very like matter of fact. It's like it's like if you asked your dad. If, it's like if you asked your dad to explain something to How- you and they. <laughs> didn't get frustrated at all. Yeah. <laughs> like they were like, all right, yeah. here's exactly yeah. what we're going to do. Yeah. And some of it's like it's a little humorous and funny, 
it, yeah. it, some of it, some of it's a little humorous and funny, and then you watch his videos. His engagement is like unbelievable. I, dude, I unbelievable. watched a video of his, and my wife watched me watch it. She goes, "Dude, you just watched a thirty-five minute video about somebody explaining a cube to you, mm-hmm. and like he made a cube, an aluminum cube." And he explained how, like, you surface it and how it's flat and how this side's flat to this. And it was very interesting how he explained it and, and the whole just behind it. And it's it's funny, like, because he, he just kind of pulls you in and keeps you, you know. And mm-hmm. um, it's funny. I just did a Instagram um, thing one day. I, I noticed I was – I have pretty much the same um, engagement on the weekends, like, Twelve to 1,700 people um, watching my stories on the weekend. But I went from 5,000 followers to almost 20,000 followers. So it's obviously way down or those same original people just watch me and none of the new ones do, you know. Regardless, I said, you know what, let me see if I can drag a story out. So I literally edited things I was doing that day into 15-second clips and put the, did voiceovers on them and put those in my stories. So it was like wasn't a ton of work, but it took me 10 minutes to make a 15-second video to put on my story that day. And I kind of said to people interested in this, and I got, like, overwhelming. People like, oh, my God, it was so interesting. I wish you would do this every week. And I was explaining how I created a file and how I cut it on the CNC. So I showed, like, the whole process of it, and then I kept dragging it on. I said, let me, you know, sand it, and this is how I sanded it. This is how I did this, how I did this. And people loved it. But I could never keep up with that. Like, it was way too much work. And then I started getting people saying, yeah, that was horrible. Please don't do that again. You know, so (laughs) it's like, you know, overwhelmingly people liked it. But still, a lot of people didn't like it, you know. But it's like, I don't know. It just, I seem to get, when I do a project and I involve people in the project, that's when I think my numbers, people like that. But I, I try to do it on a YouTube video, and I just fall flat. I, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know if it's just I, I don't know how to do it for a longer format video or what. But it seems like on an Instagram story, people like it. But in a video, they don't like it that way. But Well, I think, I think part so of your weird. problem, though, but I think part of your problem is just lack of experience with it. Yeah. You know, it's like, because yeah. if you watch some of my first couple videos, they're, you know, yeah, like I look like I'm. I look like I'm being forced to do, yeah. to do them. Yeah, I'm like uh, 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 you know, yeah. and like <laughs> the editing has been the same. The fucking yeah. speeding up and the voiceover has been the same. Yeah. The audio was worse. The video quality may have been worse because my camera wasn't as good. Whatever, but that's like not that's immaterial to the to the actual like content of it. But over time, you learn like you know now I can. I can make a video shorter. I can make a video easier to watch. I like know what to, you know, like you just, yeah. but the only way you do that is, is by doing it. The only way you learn that is yeah. by doing it, I think. And I think that the reason that, I think that for, just for you, just speaking about you in general, and I think there are other people that this applies to, right? Instagram is so much easier to do yeah. without, without having to stop what you're doing, sit down and deal with it, yeah. right? Like, so it's easier to have. You just have the like the hours. You just have the hours on it. Think about how many. Think about how many times you've shot a clip for Instagram and been like, ah, eh, that's not that great, and reshot it, and then been like, that's better, and put it out. Right. Yeah. Now imagine that that clip is a whole video that you filmed, edited, and put out. You'd get that same process of knowing, like, actually, like that. That is not good. 
so I got to change it a little bit, you know, like and make it better. You just have so much more time on Instagram, so it feels more comfortable. Yeah. So you 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 gravitate towards it. Well, I, I'm I'm saying this in the in the in the positive way of like I think if you you know started, fo- you know, obviously I've said I've said this to you so many times I, I can't even remember but if you started focusing on making longer form content for youtube yeah. within three videos you'll be like oh well i might as well delete the uh, the first one that yeah. i did <laughs> and 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 you'll know your process that much better the only problem is it takes a ton of time there's a lot higher risk factor because if you like miss one clip and it ruins the story you're like fuck now. yeah like, it's all over now which happens yeah. to me all the time and justin i'm sure it happens to you too yeah where you yeah. like you know there's a story arc even when you're building a table and if you miss that one thing or you're like oh i forgot to show that it can ruin the whole yeah whole yeah process. whether i'm making like content for a creator if i'm doing you know if i were to be shooting a make everything video and oopsie daisy i forgot to hit record or i like formatted mm-hmm. the card from that one sh- whatever you know that screws it all up and then when i shoot my own videos even though we're having fun it's like, okay, I'm also remembering in the interview what you said and what I can get access to mm-hmm. and your favorite this, your favorite that, a project you liked. So it's like, if I forget that, it's like, now what? Now I've yeah. got to show your face while you list off, you know, whatever. But going back to the whole Instagram and YouTube thing, is they're both so different in their own ways. They're like, they're like or sorry, they're both so weird in their own ways mm-hmm. and also both completely different so it's like you could be used to Instagram and YouTube is just like this whole other beast and vice versa where I put in a ton of work little bits at a time on YouTube and when I put out that work granted my thumbnails are crap and my titles are pretty weak but those videos get a lot more attention than you know what would be proportionate to Instagram when I feel like I give Instagram way more attention on a daily to weekly basis when YouTube, I'll put out a video and then sit on it for sometimes six months. Unfortunately, I'm trying to get better at that. But, um, yeah, it's just there's so much to think about with both and learning yeah. the tricks and the algorithm. And they're both yeah. constantly changing. So it's just it's just a mess. It's, it's funny because it's like always, you know, spend a lot of time with Jimmy. And, like, when we were doing the show, Jimmy was, like, still filming content for his youtube and he was so quick at like filming things and knew exactly what he needed to film and it was like so impressive and a lot of times like you'd watch his video and be like holy shit i didn't even realize he was recording that you know he was doing that and then we had just done a tips video for lincoln and he had helped me with it chris had like had a little cameo in there but um you know looking back at it like he shot like did all the setups he's like okay let's just do this let's just do this we do a tip about this do a tip about this and i mentioned it before there's one scene where i'm like okay clean out the you know the tip of the gun and he has it framed halfway across my face and the tip is like this i would have like deleted that and been like oh i need my whole torso in there and this and this and it's such a cool shot. And then cool the tip winds up being this big yeah. and no one can yeah. see what it is. But it's such <laughs> a cool shot. Like, it's so, like, artistic. I, but, like, to me, thinking, like, if you're like, oh, I'm going to frame only half your face and that's it. I would have been like, dude, that's stupid. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, it just shows, like, his experience and him knowing, like, no, this is going to look really cool. And it did, you know? And, um you know, I, I just wish I could pick up on things like that. Like everything for me is just like don't, don't you know? Yeah, but you just, but you potatoes. just acknowledge that you did pick up on that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, like now yeah. I was about that. to say the same thing. Going off so, of 
Chris's so, sentiment and encouragement so, is so when you it, do that, you'll just figure it out. Yeah. So every one of my videos now is going to have half my face framed with a welding gun. <laughs> yeah. It's funny just that like you mentioned that. Making an shot. end table. It's funny that you mentioned that, though, Derek, because I have found that, like, and I have no idea how it's affected my content engagement overall, but I shoot a lot tighter now. Because mm-hmm. when I first started shooting, I had, like, a wide angle on my camera. It was like you saw everything, and it, like, you know, it, it and again, did it affect it? Does it affect it? I don't know. But for me, watching back my own content while I'm editing it, I get more satisfaction out of it when I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, like this is the point of the shot. Like the point of the shot is to show that like this yeah. action is happening. Yeah. That's it. You know, and and that's what I'm shooting now versus like, oh well, you know, yeah, this action's happening, but maybe I'll walk in from the side and then while I'm looking at this little thing, I'll reach up. Like none of that shit is really relevant to what I'm doing in that moment. So it's like, I feel like, um, you know, and I, I'm not talking up my own experience, but it's just because I've made 180 videos. Yeah. You know, that I feel like I, I, I've learned something. And Jimmy's made how many? Like, what, 400, 500 videos on the Eight, Jimmy's channel? 800, I think. 800 videos yeah. on Jimmy's channel. Like, he can, he can hear you in the background going like, well, Jimmy, don't you think my whole, yeah. He can hear you in the background going, Jimmy, don't you think my whole body should be in the video? And he's just going, no. Yeah. You know? like, yeah, no. Definitely not. Yeah. Well, I think this might be just like obvious advice, but when you're watching other maker content, if you, like just pay attention to when you think something is cool. Because if I'm watching mm-hmm. a documentary or a movie and I'm just like, you know, especially if it's cinematic, like that was cool. I like, I don't, I never thought of doing something that way or just getting mm-hmm. these kind of abstract or artistic shots. How can I apply that? So it's like, even if you're just scrolling through Instagram and you see something in a video or a reel and it's like, oh, that looks cool. What what would my version of that be? Yeah. And then you, and then yeah. you just start picking up on those things and it becomes second nature. Hmm. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, it's simple advice, but it's good advice, you know. Everybody flood Derek with getting that YouTube channel. Going. <laughs> uh, I, no, I, I have to. I'm like, uh, it's to the point where I don't even no, say anything. You know what it is, anymore. honestly? <laughs> it's, it's such a stupid reason but, like, I'll film a ton of stuff. Like, I have a ton of stuff, for, like, setting up the Wazer. But I feel like even though Instagram and YouTube audiences are totally different, I feel like I beat that Wazer dead on mm-hmm. Instagram last month. Like, why would I ever show a YouTube video? But it's like the people that would watch on YouTube are the people that are on Instagram. So totally. I don't totally know why I let totally it bother me. Audience. You know what I mean? And that's mentally what I always do. Be like, oh, I'm not going to show a video, but I talked about it three months ago. You know, when yeah, I no. got to f- give that up, you know. But I just I had that thought about that, way, like, so. remember that, like, tapping arm that I got? Yeah. The electric one from China? Like, I shot a video about it when I got it. I took it out of the box. Like, I, you know, I was going to, because it's like, a, and Justin, just for some context, it's like, a tool that I think a lot of people have considered buying, but it comes straight from China. There's very little information about them, and like it's a risk. It's like fifteen hundred bucks, but if you do the kind of work that I do, it's like a no-brainer. Yeah. It's like you know, it's it's such a it's such a uh, an easy fifteen hundred dollar justification. So I you know, and those videos do well for me. So I, st- I started shooting this video, and then before I put it out, I wanted to kind of resolve it into how I was going to use it in my shop, and then because my workflow. My, my projects got crazy. I just never finished it. And I had this thought of like, oh, well, like I feel like my moment's passed. I'm making a video about this thing. And then immediately almost I had the turnaround of like, no, it hasn't. Like, 
Nobody on YouTube was waiting for this video. People on Instagram, I, I people asked me, like, can't wait to see the YouTube video about this because I want to buy one months mm. ago. Yeah. And those people aren't going to go like, well, this guy never put the video out, so now I don't want one. Yeah, yeah. It just took a while. So now, yeah. like, it's, it, it, it had, I had this moment of like, well, I, I guess I can't make a video on that. It's like, no, of course you can. The same thing you're thinking about the Waze. They're like, oh, well, mm. why would I show this on YouTube? Because why wouldn't you? Yeah. And anybody that has a successful YouTube channel, too, that you, if you watch these guys that, like, do big numbers, what they always say is, like, if something is, is good, just keep doing it over and over and over again until it's not good, you know? Which I think can be a little much. You know, these guys that, like, beat their, their, their themes till the point where they're bloody and like you're like oh my god i just i'm so sick of hearing this person talk about that but yeah. i don't know there's there's so much to be learned from just the experience of doing it and you know yeah just like sanding justin if you just keep sanding eventually yeah. you'll hate it just as much as we do yeah oh man sanding's my passion there's nothing that's going to <laughs> me well to thinking about sand. that thinking about that <laughs> thinking about passion this is a good this is a, a good question for you justin and i know uh -oh. like you know derek you've been in the trades for a long time right so uh -huh. there's someone there's I, I don't know what what the uh the the, the proper verb is but it, it becomes mundane right so like justin what keeps you passionate about filmmaking and like doing you know you go out of your way to to work for a company and then come to new york for three days to keep filming even more well, I think it actually is uh, my own channel that keeps it going. I think that that, that is what makes it continue, what, what creates the passion. Because, and this has nothing to do with Total Books. I've been working for other people this whole time, full time. Is that although I've worked for plenty of different entities that give me a lot of freedom, which is why they hired me to do these videos, I still have bosses and whatnot, other people giving me critiques, and I'm doing. A video for them, their their video necessarily. This is a way for me to come and have complete freedom over the video I'm making, and it's great because you know all these people I'm doing videos on are people I'm interested interested in. They're my friends, so I make you look cool. That makes me look good. So it's just this win win, and mm -hmm. all the while I get to have a ton of fun in spaces I'm comfortable in, and then it's funny when I put out these videos the like my my biggest absolute biggest concern is what the subject is going to think so you know whether chris wants to see the video before it comes out or i drop it and he, and he wants to see it then it's like all i'm waiting for is for chris to text me back do you uh, give every, them a view do they watch it first for review? i get i give people anything? the option i give people the option and i think only two people have taken me up on it surprisingly i i would imagine like yeah sure like why not, you know? Um, yeah, what do the other people say? They say, no, I want to wait to get it released. Because I feel like I would say, like, sure, of course, I, I'll, I'll see yeah, it. But not yeah. from a point of, like, oh, I want I want an opportunity to catch something before he releases it. Like, I don't think I would ever tell you to change anything. Yeah, yeah. For, fortunately, nobody's ever come back with a critique, thank God. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, think, I think I could only think of... Like you think of three people, three out of the I think twelve that I have that wanted to see it beforehand, and I think the other people, I don't know if it was nerves. Like I know, like Brandy was definitely nerves. Like no, I don't want to see it. And like when when I hit publish, she sent me a picture of her watching it, and she had like a bottle of whiskey in her hand. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know if it's a level of fun to it, but whatever. So either way, I'm definitely like most concerned about how that person is going to view it. But after that, if you know, and it's never, it's never not happened, but the moment the subject comes back and is pleased with how I just represented their life on their behalf, you know, I just displayed you in this moment of life. If I don't do a good job, like even if the music, if you don't feel like that represents you, then like that's enough to be like, ah. So there's a lot that I have to consider, and like I feel like I'm under a lot of pressure for the situation I create for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a long way of answering that. I do think that my own videos for my channel is kind of like my passion. It's no secret that one day I would like to do Call Me maybe full-time, whether it is the channel maybe one day, but also just um, being kind of just a one-man production company within the maker community. Um, but fortunately, I don't get burnt out. If it comes to things like outside of it, you know, like going on vacation. Like I just went on vacation with my dad. He's like, oh, you could bring your camera. And I'm like, that's the last thing I'm going to bring. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. have this thing that's already on my body at least 40 hours a week. I'm not yeah. bringing it on vacation. Yeah. It's funny. I went out before I started a YouTube channel. I, I always would travel with my DSLR and always like take photos. And like, yeah. <laughs> the best thing that ever happened to me was that the iPhone camera is good enough that I don't ever bring my camera anywhere. And it's funny because every now and then Angela and I will go somewhere that I'm like, fuck, I should have bought. Because like, I have like a 70 to 200. Yeah. And I'm like, sometimes I'm like, man, I really wish I had that right now. Because I could take mm-hmm. like a great photo that like, because we, I, I never like uh, did this I don't think I ever really cared that much about it, but Angela's kind of got me to appreciate it. It's like we print photos from our trips and like put them in frames and put them up in our house, you know, because we go to these beautiful places and whatever. And every now and then I'm like, shit, I should have brought my camera. But like you, like I shoot with my camera every single day. Yeah. It's like another tool. So when I'm on vacation, I'm like, oh, I only thing I do is pack up my camera so that I don't leave it in the shop while I'm gone. That's it. (laughs) You know, But oddly enough is I do uh, totally get what you mean. Like, I would never on vacation want a picture of myself, but if I'm with like a partner or whatever, and then there's some sentimental value, it's like, I totally get that where it's like, I wish we could make this a little more crisp or, you know, get yeah, some shallow and I'm focus just like, on you know, this. I'm so with the iPhone yeah. and like, and the iPhone takes great photos and I'm yeah. glad that it does. But at the same time, I'm always like, Oh, like, I cause that's a picture you'll actually look at. It's like, I go on vacation, I go to the beach, whatever. Oh, here's another picture of a sunset. When am I going to look at that again? But if it's, like, something that actually means something to you, then, like, okay, maybe I could, like, use something a little better than an iPhone. But Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. that's what's sad. I, I love pictures, and I have, like, no pictures of me growing up. We have, like, yeah. a couple baby pictures of me. And, you know, I was the youngest of five, so at that point, you're not taking pictures. Plus, we really didn't do the film thing, you know. And it's sad. I have probably, I think close to 50,000 pictures right now on my iPhone and video. <laughs> I love taking pictures. I, you know, my wife and kids hate it. I don't have many pictures of me still because I'm always taking pictures, but that's, you know, part of being a father and a husband is you're the one taking the pictures of the family. But the sad part is we don't frame any of them and we never really see them. And, it, and it's really sad nowadays that people don't appreciate them. You know, they are appreciated differently. You know, like, 
I mean, I share more photos like with you guys that, you know, um, than I ever did with my friends growing up. I never took pictures out from, you know, a family photo album said, hey, check these out, you know, but um, it's just different, you know, but like just of my kids, you know, all the years going away to the beach and stuff, we don't have any photos of those up on the wall. And it's kind of sad. We, um, you know, they used to have those um, digital um, frames and they kind of came yeah. and went and they just came out with a new type. It's a company called Aura. I and, was just going to tell you to buy one. And we have one. We have we, one. We love it. Yeah, it's the best because the best part about it is it's an app that anybody can download it. So mm-hmm. it's funny, you know, me and my wife will sit there and, you know, one of my kids, she's a little wild and, you know, she's was she's home now, but she'd be away at school. And, you know, Friday night, there'd be a picture of her and her friends drinking at a party come across, you know, she'd just <laughs> send us one to be funny, you know, and, uh, you know, some stuff, you know, not anything inappropriate, but just not your normal photo will show up on it for my kids and stuff. And it's funny, you know, and then, you know, my in-laws have access to it and, you know, my wife's, you know, uh, her brother and sister do. So they'll send their kids photos over. So it's kind of fun. You know, it's not like a regular one. You know, you got to get the thumb drive and throw that in there, you know, but Mm -hmm. um, it's, uh, you know, so it is pretty good, but it would be nice to have some nice pictures on the wall, you know. Well, man, it's never been more accessible. It's like, like my, my go-to is just like go to Walmart's website and CBS, then like, that's what Angela does. She, yeah, she'll be like, then, she'll come over from CBS with like ten photos. I'm like, what? She's like, oh, yeah, I've got, got some. If you have like the Honey extension yeah. in your browser, it like always finds a discount. So it's like, okay, your photo that you just got is 17 cents. It'll be ready in 30 minutes. I go yeah. over and like charge 17 cents to my debit card, and there you go. Christina does Shutterfly, but no, it's amazing, and I don't know how it does it. I just got one of the most beautiful one sent to me is if you go on uh, your iPhone, the memories tab yeah. on your photo. Should you ever go on that? I just got Every now one. And, then, and, it, and it's like, they're so nice sometimes. Dude, it's, oh, I just got one sent to me and it was from when I'm we were the other filming way. I'm the like, show. Oh, I don't want to see this. No, but it was amazing. I don't know how it tells, like if it's just because you liked the photo or you viewed it a couple of times or, or how it picks them. But there was once from when we did the show and it was unbelievable because, like, it's always, like, me, my wife, my kids. Um, this one, it was, like, Jackman was the first photo that came up on it. And then it was Pat. And then it was, like, Jimmy. Then Graz. And then it was, like, one of the directors. And it was just so cool. I was like, holy shit. I was like, how cool, you know. And we have a group chat we still have from when we filmed. And uh, I shared it to that. And everybody's like, oh, my God. But it's just amazing. Like, they're so perfect, you know. It's, like, always, like, good photos and stuff. But. But, yeah, uh, it's cool if they do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's neat. neat so. it, it, every now and then, it'll do one for like a weekend vacation that like me and Angela are on, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's like a great little synopsis of that, you know? Yeah, just, just yeah. thinking like a year from now, there'll be a little one pops up, me and you just driving around Long Island, and <laughs> yeah. making total boat yeah. content, you know, yeah. like great. I, I can't like, wait, Chris. Mem- memories, memories, <laughs> you know, memories on Long Island. But anyway, yeah. so what we do at the end of the podcast, Justin, is we talk about what we've been watching on YouTube. So we'll start with you. What what uh, what kind of videos do you watch on YouTube? What's your what's on your watch list for this week? Oh man, I just got done telling you that I never consume YouTube content. Well, anything it could be. Uh, yeah, anything. well, but there's like this one Instagram? channel that I've been watching, and I oh, don't boy. recommend it to anybody because it's just like I don't think that it's like anybody else going to find it funny. But that being said, is the guy kills it. It's called Urban Rescue Ranch. And 
he's out in Texas, and he's basically just this guy who's all about animals, but is also just, like, super weird, like, very knowledgeable, and, like, animals aren't even my thing, so it's like, yeah, it's just the typical shit, like, all right, he's got his chickens and, like, whatever, but he also has, like, a kangaroo and this emu named Kevin that just always attacks him. So, like, fans will send him a riot shield, and the emu will, like, break the riot shield. And he gets bit, and he has, like, chipmunks that live in his house and, like, bite on his ankles. And he's just, like, always just so cool and casual about it. And it's just, like, like, Chris, you just asked me about rapper DaBaby. And his yeah. kangaroo is named DaBaby. So, anytime, so like, funny. oh, it's hit rapper and artist DaBaby. And it's his kangaroo. And I just find it so weird that, like, I just can't stop watching it. So it's, it's like funny it's, you say this, yeah. It's not even like something I recommend. It's just like here's something that I've been watching and the dude has a ton of subs and views, so like I guess I'm not the only weirdo out there. It's not even my cup of tea, but this is all I've been watching lately. Well it's <laughs> funny because Derek, I think you had recommended this girl on Instagram called I think Useless Farm. No. Is, did oh, you recommend no, her? No. So no. Useless Farm is a girl that's probably, it's probably very similar content. And she has an emu like this guy's Kevin. Yeah. And the thing just like, she'll walk in the in the, the pen and it'll just like strike at her. And she catches it by the neck. And she's exactly. always talking about like how her animals are, I mean, her animals are useless. She just has like pets. And she has 540,000 Instagram followers. It's hysterical. Exactly. It's the same thing. It's it's probably the same. Grabs him by the neck and he's just so chill about it. Oh, nice to see you too, Kevin. You know, it's that's so funny. She'll walk in the pen and it'll go like at the back of her neck and she'll like like the Highlander just be like, nope. And she was holding the phone facing her and the thing is about to strike her in the back of the head. And then she like grabs it by the neck and then she'll be like, you know, you're really being a bitch tonight. Yeah, and, like look exactly. back at it. It's it's hysterical. So 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 just you saying that. It's just how funny is that that there's just like. These subcultures in like all these like things that you would think would be small communities, but here you are mentioning another person. They're both killing it. So when people ask me what I do, and it's like this is my job, and this is what my documentaries are, and I'm like explaining woodworkers and makers, and I understand it because I have I also grew up other than like the last few years completely disinterested in this kind of thing until I got it. So it's mm-hmm. funny when I have to explain this to people and be like, it's actually cool. I don't expect you to be interested in it. So it's just funny that here we are talking yeah. about these it, people it, with these weird farms getting attacked by emus. Well, it's funny because I love the internet. We, we've talked yeah. about it before on this podcast. I had one and Paul had one, saltwater fish tanks. And mm-hmm. it's uh, the community, the saltwater <laughs> fish tank community, dude, crazy. Like they spend, <laughs> like there's people hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like people in Thailand, yeah. they convert like their houses to fish tanks. It's crazy. And if you think I'm joking, go look it up. There's a, there's a website called Reef Central and it's a worldwide fish forum. And they have people that like make their swimming pools into fish tanks. And it's unbelievable the shit That's these people so do. Like, that sounds they interesting. Money. It's not something I'm interested Dude, in, but it sounds cool. Now I want to watch it. I was friends with this guy. I won't give you too much information, but he was a um, a chemistry uh, professor at a very prestigious college in Massachusetts. And uh, he was really into, like, feng shui. 
he would call me at 11 o'clock at night. You have to come over. I just put a, a coral in my tank that's just ruining the feng shui. These are like $500 <laughs> pieces he had shipped from Fiji. And just, I got to get rid of it, you know. It's just such a, a crazy, crazy community. There's so many communities out there that people mm-hmm. don't realize exist. And then when you, like, do a deep dive into them, you're like, wow, these people are nuts, you know. But... Hey, it is what it is. You know, I was talking to somebody recently who's like totally outside the generation of having an Instagram. And I was talking because like the, I feel like there's a generational gap, right? Where older people are like, oh, social media is terrible. It's like evil. Mm-hmm. I think that there's, you know, if you can weed out the bullshit, right? I, t- I was telling somebody we were talking about Instagram just as a whole. And I was saying, like, obviously for me, it's a business, right? For you guys, too. Like, we're, we're all this is this is our, our business. But. At the end of the day, like, I love the idea that, like, you can go on Instagram, you can have no followers, you can have no idea, you have no friends, but you can be interested in mm-hmm. Volkswagen Beetles, yeah. just as an instance. And instead of having to go online and go to a forum and then go into the forum and consume all, like, you know, all the rules. I don't know if you guys were forum yeah. people, but oh, I was yeah. always into, yes. like, yeah. like, like, video forums. When Community I would, like, guidelines. Skateboards, skateboarding <laughs> and stuff. But now you go on Instagram, you type in VW Beetle, hashtag VW Beetle. Yeah. You can probably find a thousand of the most popular content creators on Instagram that post about them. Yeah. And then learn all this new shit just because you have access to Instagram. It's like this unbelievable dictionary on anything you could ever be interested in. Like the most obscure thing. I feel like there's a community on Instagram that you could tap into and then immediately have access to. You know, so I I think it's great. I, I mean, at the same time, I, that's it's also why horrible, I, but, that's you know. why I <laughs> yeah, like Instagram yeah. because I feel Instagram like it can be as like private or as like you know anonymous as you want it to be. You know, it's not like I'm not really into Facebook. I am on there, but um, it, it's like you know you don't need to give out personal bullshit. It's not very political. It's not like mm-hmm. you know a, opinionated. I, I kind of was getting into this little tiff with a guy. He commented on that um, reel of mine that's getting all the views and stuff. I'm like, dude, three and a half million people viewed this thing, and you gotta like find something to shit talk to me about it. It's like, and and it's like, come on. And then he's like, oh, it's all about the views and all this. And then I find out the guy lives like I look him up. He's like 20 minutes from my house. I'm like, oh, I better not get into it with this guy. Like, some rock (laughs) through my front window, you know. But um, it's just funny, you know. It, it's not like that, though, for the most part, you know. But whatever. And you never have to engage. I mean, yeah, you no. can. It's funny because, like, I, I even, like, prior to this conversation, there was a, a friend of mine that I had who had an Instagram. It was his name. Mm-hmm. No photo. No posts. And was really into um, uh, Vanagons, mm-hmm. which is what Craig has, right, yeah. I think. Like, was so into these things. He didn't have one. He had no skills to build one. Probably would never will never own one. He followed like 400 accounts and he loved these things. And he would like show me them on his Instagram. He'd be like, "Look at this. Look what this guy did." Like he just but how would he have found that without it, right? Yeah. Well, I, like to take it an extra step is I you know, I just moved out here like what a month ago. I lived in Texas for 2 years. Moving out here, I already have more friends here than I do in Texas, and that's not to say that like the friends I had out in Texas weren't amazing people. But the the only Everybody reason I have except Growler, yeah, well, yeah, he's we don't need to 
touch on him again. Um, <laughs> but um, it's solely because of Instagram. I, I have friends all across the country, and that's solely because of Instagram and the maker community. Yeah. I just plop right out here, and it's so weird to me. I was telling Chris as I was leaving his house, like, this feels so strange that I'm driving home right now. Like, when's my flight, you know? I was like, yeah. just going to be home in a couple hours. Just going to go drive now. Yep. So, anyway, it's just, yeah, Instagram's bad. A lot of us get, spend way too much time on it. There's all sorts of negatives to come with it, but there's also some pretty incredible things, too. All the best yeah. parts of my life right now are due to Instagram, which is so gross. Same. I never thought about that, but that's the I, truth. I, it's, it's, it's funny because one of my sisters met our husband online, and it was like before online dating was really a thing, and she was so embarrassed like to tell people. And now people are like, oh, it's just that's just the way it is, you know? And it's funny because my kids say that. They're like, Dad, you always flip out about social media, but they're like, every friend you have you've met online i'm like <laughs> oh fuck like they're right like you know but the, i just said that to somebody i said it, it's been a blessing for me it's like everything good in my life right now is because of social media and mm -hmm. so i'm very lucky yeah it's yeah. it's a it's a great place but uh, my pick who i've been watching i'm gonna go with the guy i mentioned earlier the um carpentry insider or whatever oh, it was insider inside carpentry. yeah insider carpentry and if anybody's interested at all in any good carpentry go check him out because he does some amazing things well shot and very informative so yeah. that's shout that's out to my spencer very, yeah. very smart and good guy yeah we talk a lot about Amazon affiliate stuff. Where is he really located? That. Illinois. Okay. Um, yeah, and for some context, stuff. if anybody's never heard of him, so what he does is he's a uh, he's like a um, uh, subdivision carpenter, basically. So like, and and that's like that's not really a fair way to say what he is, but just what he does most often. So like, a subdivision will pop up, and for those that you don't know what that is, it's like when they build a cul-de-sac and they build like eight of the same house. Mm -hmm. He'll do all the interior trim of all eight houses alone. All by himself. So he'll show up at the house and he'll put up all the casing, all the doors, all that shit. And then every now and then the house will get like a cool upgrade which gets like a big coffered ceilings with big beams. And he'll fabricate all that shit himself. Does it all install himself. It all by himself. He'll put up huge beams using like a drill powered winch and like yep. seven stages of scaffold. He's just a, a really he's, and he's a small, and a hard working small dude. kid. He's he's not a big kid either, and it's yeah. amazing the shit he does by himself. It's like wow. Yeah. A staircase. Uh, between him, how about the staircase? He did a mm -hmm. staircase by himself. Un between built it him in and, and Kyle from RR Buildings, Dude, it makes you think that so, nobody in Illinois has more than two employees. So they funny. Just all work alone. <laughs> I I said that to somebody. I'd love to see the two of them team up. Can you imagine what they could do together? Like yeah, just three guys. Just, they build like a yeah, whole city. Yeah. So. So yeah. Um. Let me think. What my pick of the week is. I've been watching a lot of World War II videos. Still, you know? huh? I just I can't stop. I just can't stop. Um, I got to look through my my history. Me and Justin did a lot of YouTube research this weekend, so I'm gonna oh have boy. to scroll, <laughs> I have to scroll down a little bit. Um, you know who I've been watching? Uh, and I, I don't. I mean, you probably don't watch these guys, Justin. You said you don't really watch YouTube, but you guys ever heard of Colin and Samir? 
Colin no. and Samir are like a they're like a YouTube channel about YouTube channels. It like sounds really stupid, I, but I they do I, a lot yeah. of interviews with with uh, YouTubers, and they just had this girl named Michelle Carr, who has like a and it's so funny because I've never really thought about the genre of YouTube called challenge genre, but it's so obvious that that's a big thing, like the challenge show style of like Mr. Beast and like all these other people are like, you know, they do these like, um, they do these like challenge videos. So anyway, this girl, Michelle Carr has a, has a YouTube channel called challenge accepted. Mm-hmm. And she has, uh, almost 3 million subscribers and it's just her doing different crazy, like life experiences. Like I went to the SWAT Academy. I went to the army training camp. I trained with a, uh, a chess grandmaster. I tried to become a runway model, and she fully integrates herself in these things. And the Colin and Samir guys basically just interview her and dissect kind of what motivates her and what her like strategy is to be successful on YouTube. So they have a bunch of really good interviews with like really successful uh, YouTubers, and it's just interesting the way they break it down. And it's a little bit. It's a little, I think, deeper into, like, the YouTube economy than I think any of the makers really go. Because mm-hmm. it's about, like, oh, like, you know, we do 17 revisions of our thumbnail. And, you know, we have a team. Like, all these guys have teams. Have fucking eight people, 12 editors, you know, like. Yeah. And I don't really know that any anybody that we really deal with kind of works with that level of yeah. expertise. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, it's just an interesting. It's an interesting show if you're interested in the YouTube economy and you want to learn a little bit about how some of these people kind of operate. So, anyways, check them just out. Just get TubeBuddy and call it a day. Dude, I have that shit. I don't know. How to use <laughs> I know. It. That was what I meant to ask you about this weekend. I pay uh, for it every month. I have no freaking idea how to use it. What is it? Oh man, yeah, it's, I, th- I, I think it's, it's a YouTube pretty- plugin. I, could, I, can't fi- I can't find I have, I've never utilized it once I downloaded it what? and installed it at WorkbenchCon I've never used any of its like little tools Not one time Oh man you're missing out Yeah so um, Like it's owned you- by YouTube so there's no way it's not helpful You know YouTube And YouTube's doing a pretty good job At being a little more open about What, what they like they want people to spend time On their platform so it's like yeah. They do these little videos that show up In the YouTube studio I forget what they're called, um, but they like show up automatically, and they're actually like pretty dang beneficial to watch. They're trying to be a bit more transparent, and I love it. Uh, but TubeBuddy definitely has its uses. Have you guys seen? And and, and jo- I know Derek hasn't seen it, a hundred percent sure. But Justin, on your channel in the analytics tab, have you seen the new research tab? There's an analytics on tab. YouTube analytics. So in, yeah, exactly. There's a new thing. If you go to if you go on your YouTube channel, and this is for yeah. anybody that's still listening, and you go to the <laughs> analytics button, and then on the right there's a tab called research, and what it shows is the search volume on YouTube that drives people to your channel, and the words that they're searching for. So like just as a for instance, recently my like portable air conditioning video has been like going crazy. So on my terms, it's like camping. Portable air conditioner, air conditioner, blah, blah, blah. And then the other ones are woodworking and welding. So, like, I know that the search volume on my channel are woodworking, welding, and, like, this portable air conditioner. Am I going to make another portable air conditioner video? No. But also in this list is floating shelves, which is a, is a video that 
Justin saw me working on this weekend. And part of the reason why I'm doing that is because I know that my audience and the people that find my channel are searching for floating shelves. So if, like, you know, it's just kind of trying to capitalize on that. Um, yeah. The visibility that people are already looking for. So, like, Derek, on your channel where you, like, let's say just for instance, right, you want to revitalize your YouTube channel. Yeah. You could go on that tab and say, all right, well, there aren't that many people finding my channel now because I haven't made videos. But if you use those terms, maybe your next video is, like, the top term Yeah. in there just to hopefully, like, catch the wave as it comes back around and, you know, give yourself a boost. Maybe make a birdhouse or something. You know? Yeah. So, anyway, that's it. Okay. YouTube. Okay. So They're thank you for coming job. on, Justin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, guys. No problem. It's me, Paul Pinto, mm -hmm. signing yeah. out. <laughs> no, seriously, though, thank you guys for having me on. This is a yeah, lot of no. fun. You know, I love you both. I can't believe that the three of us together managed to have a conversation that could be recorded. Yeah. It's like, well, that's just... because the post show is not recorded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. The pre and so. post show. Yeah, the pre and post show is not yeah, recorded. Thank, thank God. God. Um, but thanks everybody for listening. Episode eighty four. Paul might be back next week. Maybe he won't. Who knows? Maybe I'll be. be maybe I'll be here. Maybe not. I, it doesn't ma really matter. And let me just say this for those of you that are on our Patreon, uh, I am changing our Patreon around a little bit because lately we have had a hard time um, getting together weekly. So if you are a patron. It's no longer going to be a monthly contribution. It's going to be as we release episodes. I'm going to lower all the threshold so that nobody is paying $5 an episode. It will basically cost the same amount of money. And we really do appreciate everybody that supports us on Patreon. And we want to make sure that you guys are getting you know, what, you, what, what you're contributing for. So I'm going to be changing that up in the next week. And uh, thank you, everybody, for following along and contributing to the Patreon. Watch, listening to our podcast and supporting all of us. Yeah. Thank you. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.